Hello, friends, and welcome to Bloomington Spirits. I'm your host, Josh, and today we have a guest with an extremely unique perspective on life here in Bloomington. I was lucky enough to convince Casey Kwan, the podcast's first international student, to make the long trek down the hall here in the Durham to have this conversation with me. Uh, in the pod, we get to unpack her experience in deciding to come to the States for education, where her obsession with Ariana Grande sparked, to what it's like being in her first straight play here at IU, or you know, even in general, like she mentions in the show, uh, Water by the Spoonful, which, fun fact, it's definitely the show I'm the most excited to see at the main stage this semester, uh, but don't tell anyone. I'd like to keep that under wraps. <laughs> uh, but without further ado, um, thank you so much for joining us on this episode. Our listenership is expanding every week, so please keep spreading the word about our small operation here because I'd love to get to share these conversations with more and more people like yourselves. Uh, but guys, you know the drill. Sit back, grab your favorite drink and enjoy. Thanks, guys. Well, hey there, Casey. Hello. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. Of course. Yeah, Thanks dude. for having me. You know, it's funny. I feel like um, we've never really gotten to have a real just sit down one-on-one like convo, duking it out, you know, picking know. each other's brains. This is a so, great chance to. I know, right? Well, and we're neighbors now, so I know. hopefully this is the first of many. Yeah. Yes, you know? for yes. sure. Uh, so what are we drinking today, bud? We are drinking chai black tea. Yeah, Am I it's, right? yeah, it's so nice. Uh, we were gonna do some green tea, but and I thought, right. and I'd like to think of myself as a tea aficionado. Um, wow. Uh, yes, but I don't. I think that uh, became apparent that it, that was that's not true because I don't have any green tea in my uh, in my oh. little collection right now. Love green tea, absolutely my favorite. I also really? love oolong. Ooh, yes. All the time. Yeah. Okay. Wait, so are you more like a coffee person or a tea person? Oh, coffee for sure. I don't drink tea all that often, Mm -hmm. but when I do, I'm probably drinking green tea or oolong. For sure. But I'm like an absolute absolute fiend of coffee. Yeah. Um, See, I... I've been trying to cut out coffee a little bit and switch more over just to tea. Yeah. And I feel like it just makes me a little less jittery. But um, I don't know. My parents are big tea drinkers. Mm. So I feel like I inherited it from them. I yeah. just, I probably should cut down a little bit. But yeah. I don't even get the jitters anymore. Really? Just because I'm so addicted to yeah. it. I drink yeah. like four on an average um, <laughs> every day. It's, yeah. I love them. Yeah. I, uh, it's... It's funny. I also, like I said, I inherited so much of tea from Max Fowler. Max, uh, uh, shout out if you're listening. Hope Miss you are. You. Miss you, buddy. Um, and I, st- it, I've had it for this whole entire month, and I still, I mean, a whole entire time that I've been here at the Derm, which is like four months now. <laughs> yeah. And I still haven't cutting like cutting in half at all. But um, anyways, enough about teas. Yes. Enough <laughs> about teas. Um. So what you been up to lately, man? You I you just came from a rehearsal. Would you want to? I wanna, did. Yeah, um. So I guess a little bit about that. the big thing is that I'm in Water by the Spoonful. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm playing orangutan. Um. Her real name is Madeline Mays, and her birth name is Yoshiko Sakai. And I just I I'm so honored and grateful to be a part of it, just yeah. because. Honestly, I haven't known the play for too long. Mm. Um, I discovered, well, not even discover. It's just I had to read it for a class mm. last semester when I took acting two with Rachel. Because ah, she's directing I, it, right? Right. Yeah. Um, which is just like amazing. Like yeah. what a coincidence. Yeah. Um, 
but I read it for the class and I just remember the first time I read it, I absolutely just lost my shit. I was bawling. Yeah. Um, it was like two in the morning. Um, what's it, what's it about? Like a brief little summary for those who aren't familiar. Right. Um, I'm going to try and do this without spoiling it too much because, Great. well, you know, for yeah. obvious reasons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just um, a little teaser, you know? Yeah. Um, okay. So it's about these individuals who are basically in between recovering from um crack addiction or like Mm. some of the characters are actually like sober for example my character Uh is 90 days sober um when the play begins um and these people come together online so the whole thing happens online um in this like group chat interesting that one of the characters creates she's kind of like the mother figure of uh-huh. the entire play and she Who's, gets, who plays that part um kristen eve cato plays the mother figure her cool. name is well in the play her name is haiku mom um aka odessa ortiz nice um and it's about these people um just discovering themselves um a lot of just about it's about rite of passage and that's very like general yeah and also it's about um when there's like trauma and when there's totally devastation in your life like how do you bounce back from it and it's basically like it's about real people and it's about real experiences and that's why it's just so powerful and like compelling right it's a beautiful beautiful story everything that peter would tell me when we were backstage during little women they they were super excited to audition and uh when they when they got the part two i i saw them in the hallway and was like hey yeah <laughs> yeah i am i'm super excited and i'm i'm glad that we get to see um a show that um deals with like representation in a great way i mean from what uh peter was telling me it's it's a very it's not like a heavy-handed show. It's very just a truthful, honest right. representation. About which, human interaction. Right. And I am and it, I feel like that's a very interesting topic to, like, deal with through, you know, social media. And it's, I mean, it's such a big way of how we communicate now. Right. Um, how you put that on stage. I think you don't, you, you, we don't get to see that uh, very much. I feel like it's definitely coming out more and more with shows like Dear Evan Hansen and stuff. Right. Where they touch on, you know, that... And it, the impact that technology has on us but it's also very interesting because um at least for me i'm just very used to well in real life when i talk to people like i usually try and like look into their eyes when i talk when i'm talking um and i feel very like engaged in the conversation when i'm Mm. talking to a person and the person i'm talking to is looking into my eyes right but the struggle with this play is that because it's happening online um we are not allowed to look at each other because we're technically chatting online so we each get these quadrants i don't want to spoil it too much but we're we each get this quadrant and we're in our own world and we're still communicating talking about our lives to each other um helping each other find ourselves but we never actually look at each other and like physically interact until the end um when things come together and wonderful you know, it's it's great <laughs> what's the what's the process been like because you guys just started rehearsals this week right, right? we did on monday monday that was our first wow. reading. so you're really fresh man yeah that's exciting it is I, exciting. there's nothing like a nothing nothing like a first read through because it really gets you that first step into the world and yeah. um you know i 
I just had my first read through for the West Wing project that I'm working on right now. And it's just very exciting. It gets you yeah, that, that extra like little oomph of like, okay, great. We're actually going to make this happen. Right. Now, and you so. finally get to see like what this is going to look like and mm-hmm. you start to like envision um, all these things. And it's super exciting. Right now. I'm sure that this is gonna, this kind of a, you know, wild question, but do you have a favorite uh, memory of a first read through for a show that was impactful just in general? For you? Just in general. Yeah. Actually, this is probably my very first read-through ever. Really? Just because, one, I've never been in a straight play. Ah, me. Uh, th- my first one was Universal Robots, so I'm right yeah. there with you. Oh, that was an amazing play, by the way. Thank you. It was a fun, very, very lucky to be a part of that production. Yeah, yeah. it was amazing. It, I saw the the late show. Uh, I can't remember mm, if it was the yeah, 11 o'clock yeah, one. Yeah, the 11 o'clock I one. I was so delirious and tired, but as soon as the play started, I was like sucked into the world. And that's a long amazing. one. Yeah. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, was, yeah. It, it sucks you in there. It does not let you go. <laughs> it was amazing. But um, what's so, or you must be pretty excited then to, for this being your first straight play. Right. It was really interesting also um so when i walked into the room um i knew the cast members like who were in the play Mm -hmm. but it was just weird because um my right now i'm taking voice and speech with jay and he's Mm. in the show and rachel was my acting two teacher last semester so all these like people that um who like or once you're taught me once taught me or like I am currently in the class with um, right. that I'm taking and all these MFAs. Like I just was very intimidated. Like that mm-hmm. was my first, like very first reaction when I walked into the first read through. Right. But then like, as soon as we started reading it, like I just realized that, um, these people are just like, there's so much learned from them. And Absolutely. that's, that's honestly like if I take anything away from this play, other than the fact that it is like one of my favorite plays to yeah. read, um, is that like at the end of the day, I'm just gonna end up learning so much, um, just even by like being there. Right. Um, and I'm just stoked. Dude, I'm stoked to see it and see <laughs> what comes from it. So where did you really kind of first get your spark for theater and performing then? This is going to be a long story. Right, right. Well, I mean, I didn't mention at the top, I mean, you're our first international student. That's, right, that's which on is the, here on the exciting yeah. and scary yeah. also Yeah. Why, why for do you, me. Why do you say scary for you? Just because, like, I don't really like um, not knowing just, like, the idea of, like, uncertainty. Like, Mm -hmm. it scares me a lot, like, in general. Um, Yeah. And I'm not sure once I graduate, um, there's nobody in the program or even, like, really in the department, I don't think, that I know of, um, has a similar experience as me. So, currently, I'm here... Um, on a student visa on f1 visa and when you have a student visa you can't work here um i can get a job on campus but Uh i can't work so for example like i can't do summer stock because that's technically a job they have to pay me but they can't do that because i'm here with a student visa um and that's really limiting yeah and once i graduate i get a year of grace period okay uh, where i basically get to like figure my shit out and after that it's just i like i will have to figure out like i will have to have a job that's willing to provide me with working visa so that i can stay in you know america right um and And for for the listeners at home who aren't know where is home for you i'm from seoul south korea a lovely city lovely country there's a lot going on there right now but yeah i mean you know um it's 
yeah, it's it's crazy. It's just there's nobody really to talk to about this kind of stuff right. um, in the program. And that's going back to like the whole like uncertainty thing. Like I don't know where I'm going to end up. Like right. I don't know if I'm even going to be able to stay here right. and do what I want to do. That's That must be a terrifying feel. I mean, you must have felt that too when you were first deciding about coming over stateside. I'm sure. Right. Of kind of like this is a big, I mean, that was a big leap. I mean, do you did you have much experience outside of, uh, you know, Seoul before you came to the United States for for school and stuff because you came in uh for high school right i did uh, well i came here in my eighth grade year but gotcha. i went to a boarding school mm. that started from eighth grade and then went all the way up to you gotcha. know 12th right um so yeah um sorry what was your question again? It, like what was it like when you were first you know deciding to go, go uh to come here for your education and everything right that must have been like a pretty uncertain time of not knowing what to expect right to so the educational environment in korea is just apps just completely different from how it is here mm. um in terms of like technical things like the curriculum that they teach yeah. at school and like just like the culture of the um educational environment they're all very very different and i knew um this is like this is gonna sound very like insane that I like wasn't even thinking about this like as a middle schooler but like I just knew as soon as I um you know was there like on the first day of my middle school um mm -hmm. I just knew that this is not the way I wanted to learn things and mm -hmm. I just didn't click with I love my culture it's just right. that I didn't click with the way they approached things the the way that they think about things even like right because I'm a very like open-minded person and mm -hmm. I like to have the freedom of like just things and I it's um it's a very like restrictive like there's like a certain box that you um to, yeah. are kind of yeah. like in um when you when you are there like when you're there where I'm from right um and I wanted to break out of that. Mm -hmm. um, and that was kind of my initial thought was like, maybe I'll just go somewhere else. Like right. it's, it was as simple as that. What was it like bringing up that conversation of, to your parents and everything? Like, Well, they were always supportive of me um, going to the States, especially because my cousins also studied in the mm, States. And gotcha. my dad is, um, he studied economics and business at Michigan State. Oh, gotcha. And oh. he's always, yeah, mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, um, you, you know, you know, you know. Yes, and of course I do. You know. Say no more, say yes, no yes, more. Yes, yes. Um, but <laughs> yeah, so he's always been supportive. My parents have been very supportive of me going abroad and like broadening my experience. Right. But well, that's um, awesome. The only, like, their only concern was that, like, I didn't know what I wanted to do. Like, uh, I didn't have a certain, like, goal in my mind. I just wanted to get the heck out of there. Right. I just, that's all I knew. That's all I had. And I just left. Like, I mm -hmm. told my parents, I don't want to be here anymore. Right. Um, I want to go somewhere else and, like, see what I can make of myself, basically. Yeah. And from that, I mean, it seems like you have definitely made a lot. Of, I mean, you sang in master class last year. <laughs> and you blew my freaking socks off. <laughs> so, you. of course, of course. So, do you think that you've been able to? you know achieve some of those goals that you've you know kind of set out to when you first came over here oh of course um for sure yes um the answer is yes uh is well, yes. well that's good i'm glad <laughs> um, just the thing is that um all i really wanted when i came here was to just be a part of 
wherever I was like uh-huh. that's like I've always had like a sense of like I never felt like I belonged like where mm. I was born um not that I like don't like my country it's just that you think there's just different mentality yeah I just didn't have, right. like click with it mm-hmm. and when I got here um so what I was looking for was like the sense of like belonging so right. I just wanted to you know make friends um like I said I didn't really know what I wanted to do until like really like sophomore year of high, end mm-hmm. of sophomore year of high school what made it click for you um, had you had you been doing theater before and then it just you know right kind of so that's where i originally wanted to be a chemistry major mm. and i also wanted to minor in math education wonderful um that's a very different uh, i know it's a very it's, different path it's <laughs> really insane that i'm even like doing this right now and that i'm here um and a part of this program which is just because it was very like unexpected Mm -hmm. um but i just remember my sophomore year of high school i did i joined the chapel choir um Mm. at the school that i was at and at my school chapel choir was like a huge church choir why do i keep saying chapel (laughs) is that even a word yeah chapel's a word Um, yeah yeah, church choir yeah so same thing it was a huge deal because I went to a Catholic prep, like college prep boarding mm, school. And gotcha. it was just this very like prestigious, like private school environment. Like our headmaster was a priest. Um, ah, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. And we had mass every morning and yeah. So the church choir was a big deal. And I, would you guys sing at your mass every morning? <laughs> what did we sing? Would you, would you guys, the choir, would you guys sing? Oh at, yeah. At your so masses? we would have to get there like 15 minutes earlier than other people. Ah, and we gotcha. rehearse and we had like, the long masses would be on like Sundays and Wednesdays. Right. Um, but yeah, it was, I had such a blast being a part of it. And that's, I guess, where it kind of all started with the whole like singing thing, generally mm. speaking. Before that, I really just, that was not what I was, I, I mean, I sang in like the shower, but that's, that was wow. pretty much about that's a it. Pretty, that's a pretty late start. Yeah, I, mean, you get I, to be, I agree. You get to be a bit. I, I was very lucky to even like realize that that that's mm-hmm. what and i, I mean even with i mean your voice i mean guys you gotta listen to her sometime i mean you're, you sound <laughs> like you've been singing since you like you know thank were, you so much baby so yeah of course of course thank you um yeah so i joined the church choir and i was in that and you know like until i graduated mm-hmm. and that's where the whole singing sing, singing thing started and i originally wanted to do um classical music so Mm. i never really took voice lessons um in high school other than um like if i were to be in like a musical then i would get like coaching um for the part that i'm playing so did your did your uh boarding school put on shows and stuff we did um so i guess so i did like a little bit of classical voice training Mm -hmm quote-unquote training i don't know um but dipping your toes in you know? right yeah. just just kind of like seeing what it's about yeah. um and i remember my yeah my sophomore year we did the sound of music Wonderful. and my choir master suggested that i go audition for it just because like maria is a soprano right. part and right. she was like well i think you might be a good fit for it so I went and auditioned and then I ended up getting the part and we did the show and 
I never had that like definitive moment where I was like, oh, this is this is it. Right. Like, I want to do theater. I totally. never had that. It was just I think when I was um, a part of that process of putting the show on, trying to put the show on, I just found myself in a place where I have never felt more like myself before. Mm. Um, I was, yes, I was playing another character that has nothing in common with me. Right. Um, yeah. You weren't running from the hills from the Nazis. So, <laughs> right. Um, also I'm not even, yes. Anyways. So, um, but I just, I didn't even see it until the show was over and I just wanted to keep doing it. Mm -hmm. Like I, it made me want to like think about, um, what other parts I could possibly play, like what other things are out there other than, you know, this specific like genre that I'm like used right. to singing, which right. is just classical, you know, like sing music. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, uh, it's funny. I going, when, we, when I first started this podcast, I, I was thinking that a lot of people would say they had like certain distinct moments where they're like, okay, I think I want to know, like, I think I know where I want to go with things, with, uh, with the theater career that I want. And, you know, I was, I'm kind of been seeing a lot of the opposite of like what you're yeah. saying of it's just that you, it's, you're mostly just getting submerged in this new world and this new community right. and you get to find that sense of belonging and, um, uh, getting to, like you said, you were searching for, you know, your sense of where, where do I fit in and finding that little nook in the world right. for you. Uh, I think is something that a lot of us can really relate to and that we need to, I don't know, realize that it's, it's much more of a, a communal thing that that's something that we need to keep cultivating and, mm, and yeah, making, totally helping agree. to thrive. Yeah. Uh, so you said um, that you get to, you were guessing and wondering like what other parts and things you'd ever want to play. Right. Yes. So I guess, well, I could go on and go on about that whole part, but it's very uh -huh. long. So I'm going to skip over. Okay to Great. the whole college thing yes so um it really wasn't a problem until i had to decide like what school i was gonna go to basically right and like what i wanted to do because um i knew that i wanted to you know sing mm -hmm. um doesn't matter like what genre like i knew i wanted to sing but if i'm going to go an audition i basically just had to choose if I wanted to do musical theater or if I wanted to do vocal performance. Like right. it, that it was as simple as that. I just had to pick. And that was really hard because I was still trying to figure out myself and I was still trying to like, it was just scary. Yeah. And um, it's a big, it's a big thing to be thrust. Upon. Right. And it's yeah. a very like time sensitive thing. Like I was running out of time and yeah. I had to, you know, yeah. I like, uh, on our, a few episodes ago, Katie had had a very similar situation of where she was kind of, feeling like torn between those yeah. two careers yeah and that's i mean that must be a very you know stressful thing to be it was it was really stressful and i remember so i auditioned for 11 colleges in total yeah and 80 percent of them being um for vocal performance programs mm. um and the rest was musical theater and the way the reason why i did that was because Again, I talked to my choir master, who was also my advisor, ah, because gotcha. I used to go her, go to her um, about to, to talk about my problems a lot. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> hey, we well, all we all need a mentor like that. For me, right. it was Mr. Aldrich, my man. He's yeah, um, English teacher. Yeah, um, 
Sorry, what was I saying? You're saying uh, you uh, went to side you auditioned for eight. Eight of them were vocal yes, performance. Yes, um, eight of them were vocal performance, and I just remember my choir master master telling me, um, "You don't have to like decide right now. You can just go into the room, and it doesn't matter what program. Just make sure you find the s- the school that." feels the most right to you so i was like you know that's a that's a really easy approach i think Mm -hmm. i think that's a very like it relieved a lot of stress off of my shoulders it's a good that's a good outlook right so i auditioned for a bunch of programs um and in february i came here to audition for the musical theater program and i remember just i absolutely fell in love with the people and the campus and just I mean, everyone here was just good people first before before they were, you know, like good performers or mm. whatever, whatever they may be. So I was just absolutely captivated by that. And I knew that I wanted to go here. Mm. But the problem was that a couple of weeks later, I had my Jacob School of Music audition coming up. Right. And I went back to Maryland. I was waiting to hear back from Rich and or not rich at this point, it was Liza Gennaro. Um, and I finally got the email. They got back to me so quickly. It was Ah. insane. Um, and I got the email saying that I got in and I just made a decision. I was like, I want to go here. Like, I don't even know if I want to keep auditioning for other schools. Yeah. So I can't, I didn't, I ended up not going to my Jacobs audition. Um, well, we're happy to have you. (laughs) I I mean, now I'm very happy to be here, but I just remember last year, being so confused and Mm, I had an identity crisis basically the entire year. Um, I just wasn't sure if I made the right decision. I was definitely happy to be at Indiana university. I just wasn't sure if it was a right decision to not go to Jacob's audition just because like I never, you know, like would find out like what could have been because I never went. And I just had so many regrets about that. And what do you think yeah, you, you had really to do to, to kind of cope with that? I just talked to Sue a mm, lot about yeah. it because I know she has like a similar like music right, background. She right. did a lot of um, choir singing. Um, she also did a lot of classical stuff. Yeah. So I talked to her about my struggles and she helped me get through it. She well, she'll always have a special place in my heart because she's the one who taught me how to belt. Like Mm, she's the first person to ever tell me we're going to, you know, learn how to belt. Right. That was, that was, I mean, it was, it was a lot of fun doing it. And I think that's trying new things with her, like in lessons, um, because I've never taken voice lessons before. So I didn't know what to expect Mm. trying new things with her in that space just kind of made me realize that like like I said before there are more things out there that I can like explore and that's why I didn't want to be like confined in this like space of like this is what I need to do I need to do you know like opera I need to be on Broadway I I don't I don't know whatever right um it may be fill in the blank of right um I didn't have to decide that Mm. is is what it comes down to um and she definitely helped me get through it and that's why i made the decision to not worry about it anymore because i mean i'm happy where i am um and i'm just gonna let this program basically take me 
wherever. Right. So um, what what's something that surprised you about um, Bloomington in general that you just didn't? It doesn't have to be anything that's okay. related to you know theater and and but just in your time here that you've gotten to you know experience. Right. Um. Let me think. Well, it's actually. It surprised me when I first visited here how similar it was to the town that I went to high school in. Oh, really? In. Yes. Um, Which was I, in Maryland, you said? Hagerstown, Maryland. Gotcha. Um, it's actually, it, it's just, um, the landscape is very similar. Um, I get the same vibes from the people who, who are, you know, like from here. Um, so, yeah, it was just, it was definitely very comfortable, like when I first got here. Mm. There yeah. was nothing that was like shocking because well, that's good. Yeah, it was a very similar environment, so that was definitely helpful. Also, I'm just used to being away from home, mm-hmm. so I'm pretty. I, I I'd like to think that I'm pretty good at like adapting to wherever I am. Right. Um, but something that was shocking. I, well, I didn't know that like Bloomington had so many good restaurants. I know, right? Just because when it's I was auditioning nuts. here, I just didn't have time to go get good food do you have a favorite restaurant in town i think okay i'm gonna have to say ami oh yes just because one i love sushi Mm. and two they honestly have one of the best edamame i've ever had in my life edamame is like my favorite one of my favorite things like it i could just eat it all day it's my favorite thing to snack on for sure yeah i actually have like four packets in my freezer right now oh but yeah they're they're delightful yeah, um, I'd say... Oh, have you ever tried Anatolia? No. It's pretty great. It's on uh, 4th Street. 10 out of 10 recommend. It's a, What uh, kind of it's a restaurant tur- is it? Uh, Turkish, uh, I believe. Turkish food. Um, but it's great. It's great. And uh, I'd say either there or Dats are Dats. probably Dats. I've heard only good things about Dats. Oh, I mean... So... I... I I love. I mean, I made you know uh, dirty rice tonight. I like Cajun food's like my favorite, mm. for sure. It's so good. Um, if you ever get a chance, you should go get it. Uh, I will do totally. But they just moved though. Uh, they're on Fourth they Street now. They were, I mean they're only around the corner, but um, is that where all the like um, international? Yeah, just that little row of yeah. of different. Yeah, I think they switched over to that little um where the Euro Shop used to be or whatever. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. Yeah, I think they're in there now. Um, but okay. I'm just curious. Um, I know you like worship at the altar of Ariana Grande <laughs> and yeah, I, I'm just really curious as to like where that, uh, kind of sparked from. Where do you, why do you love her so much? Right. Um, I didn't really listen to pop growing up at all, like American mm, pop. Right. Um, what would you listen to? What would your parents play in the car? This is <laughs> going to sound kind of insane, but I actually, my guilty pleasure is country. Uh, wow. Yeah. That's, I would not have guessed because that. Because my dad is really into country. Gotcha. Um, and. Well, he went to Michigan State. That makes, <laughs> that makes perfect sense. I know. <laughs> that makes the so most weird. sense of anything I've, I've um, ever heard this past week. Yeah, yeah. So I've just always been, there was always country there when yeah. I was growing up. That's awesome. And also I went to high school in like, a hick town nah, in Maryland. That'll do it. So, you know, that I was just around it all the time and it's like my comfortable place. Uh-huh. Whenever I listen to it, I think of, you know, my high school. I think of my dad. Um mm-hmm. but yeah, I never really listened to pop growing up. And then you met Ariana Grande. And then and then she 
came into my life yep. just out Soaked of nowhere like a shooting star yep. that she is um <laughs> but yeah i've so i don't know i i also didn't listen to any show tunes growing up because i honestly mm. didn't decide to do theater until like my junior year of high right, school right um but i've been a fan of her since she was in 13 on broadway um, cause that was like the show that I knew, which was like so random, right. yeah, but, that is kinda um, random. but hey, yeah. and she was, you know, like on Disney channel, like mm-hmm. I've just always been a fan of her, like as a person, uh-huh. um, before she became what she is now, which right. is just insane. Like, I honestly think this is just, and I'm biased, mm-hmm. but I think that she, you know, like should have been this big, like way earlier on yeah. her career. Cause like, if you've listened to her, if you, li- if you've listened to some of her early stuff, like they're, yeah, I mean, just she, bops. she is like one of the most technically proficient singers. I think that's, that's the working thing. in the industry. She's right now. she, her music just makes you feel things. Mm-hmm. And I mean, if you haven't seen me at places crying, <laughs> whenever her music comes on, yep. um, it's pretty obvious, I think, but she makes <laughs> me feel things. And yeah, that's that's a big deal to me Absolutely. that she makes me feel all those things and on top of that she's just like one of the best vocalists that are that's out there yeah. like right now i think and she knows how to maintain it too. oh yeah for yeah. sure would you say there's a certain song that she has that you connect to the most yeah probably probably ghostin mm, i'm not not familiar oh is that for a new album i think it's one of her yeah it, it is in one of her um new albums um and it's it's very different from a lot of her other songs i just i don't know i cry every time i listen to it Mm. it's just beautiful and i love the way she worded things in that song and it's just especially with that last i mean i'm not super familiar with her i don't listen to like a ton of pop not Mm -hmm. saying that i don't like it i mean me neither Um, she's like one of the Uh, only but i think that she does have pretty clever wordplay with her lyrics. Yeah. Um. I mean, uh, thank you next. And um, what's the other song? The oh, seven rings. Seven rings. Thank yeah. you. Uh, she yeah. just has a way with words. It, she she really does. Yeah. 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 I I'm excited to see what she and she really to do. And is she's so young still. Yeah. In her songs, which yeah. I like, like honest yeah. about her feelings. Right. Right. Is, Absolutely. Yeah. Ah, oh, man, so great. Well. Uh, I don't really have a segue to my next to my next thing. Just go for um, it. But, uh, all right. What's something you you're in your sophomore year now? Yes. And what's something within the, the next you know three years, including this current year, mm-hmm. that you really want to try to explore um, here in your time at IU and right? Yeah, cultivate. So the first thing that comes to my mind is something that's like a little more obvious and something that I've always been scared of, which is I've kind of mentioned it before, but the whole realm of belting. Um, mm-hmm. cause I've, you know, like never explored that part of my voice before, like e- before ever in my life. Right. So, um, other than like, you know, screaming in the shower, like without any technique, but that's right. like, that's right. not what we want. <laughs> right. Right. So um, we want to be healthy about things. <laughs> right. Um, so I want to keep working on that with Ray. Um, and I mean, I, he, so far I've had like two lessons with him and I mean, I already love him. Mm -hmm. Um, and I have a feeling that he's going to be a huge help, um, to my, I mean, if Sue kind of helped me get the sound out, just like out there, it doesn't matter if it's pretty. And I have a feeling that Ray might, you know, like make it 
craft it a little more like yeah make it i i sound agree beautiful. i really love how we currently have our our voice work set up mm-hmm. in the program yeah because like you said sue knows how to you know get it out of you and right. like really help you break out of your shell just not even in a singing world but just like emotionally to make a sound for your, yeah for your first very first like year of learning things and then ray really knows how to like get you to think about it from like i don't know from from this perspective of like very just much technique mm-hmm. and honing that right. and from what i've get gathered with terry is really kind of just giving you a whole big picture and helping you expand your knowledge a little bit more like making and, you marketable maybe? yeah yeah to, to a degree but i i mean more in the sense of just you know expanding your making very pushing you to get out of your comfort zone gotcha i feel like because i i feel like with the first three years at least for me this i can only speak to my experience Mm -hmm. but i i really tried to get better at things that i um already felt pretty confident in Mm -hmm. just like trying to hone my skills there um, and I left a little bit of stuff that I think that I should have main tried to maintain a little bit more yeah. um, throughout my time. And Terry's kind of being like, all right, let's find what you want to fix now before you, while you still have time to fix it. Right. And I feel like they really schedule uh, place things out pretty well and mm-hmm. they, they know how to work all these kids, you know yeah getting us through it. But well, that's a great thing. That's a good first uh, belt. Yeah, all right. For sure. I I mean, it's definitely not perfect right now but Mm -hmm. compared to where I was in the beginning of the first semester last year Mm. my voice are doing things like that I never thought it could do like yes it's not perfect but like that's a like huge deal to me that like I can sound that way now and I have so many more like possibilities because of you know like the way that my voice is the range of it is um a lot broader right or wider um and the second thing that i really want to explore more um which i realized last semester actually um when i was taking acting two with rachel is Mm -hmm. the whole acting thing you know like being a part of um more straight plays and I'm just I'm just a very emotionally available person like yeah. in real life. Yeah. And that's 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 a n- number one for for acting. That's a, Right. Hopefully hopefully it it will work as an advantage. So right. far it has. Um right. yeah. But yeah. I mean I know that like um you know controlling that is also very important. Right. But right. um it's just been so much fun just kind of getting putting myself out there. And I'm speaking other people's words like right. that are written down, but you know, it, it like, it feels like my story right. like, and it might not be exactly my story, but I feel whatever this person is feeling on the paper. Right. Absolutely. And I just love that feeling. Like, I, I don't know, like mm-hmm. it's, it's so exhilarating and I, I want to keep, you do know, you have certain stories that you think that you, uh, really want to tackle in your time here or ones that if if presented to you, mm. you really want to you know go and grab like a like a type of role. Yeah, it doesn't have to be like a specific role, but just you know a certain like theme. Gotcha. I like I I really wanted to in my time uh, at I at IU I wanted to like 
I, I, I always had this story of like grief in the sense of like, how, how do people, you know, um, handle it and mm-hmm. uh especially in like a family setting and i started right. writing a play about that in my like sophomore year of high school and like i've been kind of working on that and expanding on those thoughts is there something yeah. like like a theme like that that really is pulling at you right um and there doesn't I have think, to be i think for me um just like this this might sound very general but um just recovery, which is like insane because mm. that's what I'm doing right now in Water by the Spoonful. Like right. I just really right. lucked out because that's exactly what I wanted to like explore more um, mm. while I'm, you know, like acting a role. Right. Um, but just that idea of recovery, it doesn't even like at, okay, in this case, it's, you know, recovering from an addiction, right. but it doesn't even have to be that. Like, recovering like you said um you know dealing with like grief loss, or, yeah. or like loss or recovering from like a heartbreak i, I don't know right um whatever it just may be. the uh, concept of like recovery um mm. because that's something that everybody goes through and Absolutely. when you're in it you don't realize it but then um you like kind of take yourself out of perspective and then you look at it and the way that everybody deals with it is so different um I'm basically repeating what you said, but no, not at no all. Not I'm at all. totally on the same page with you. That's, yeah. I think that's a very I mean, it, moving thing to. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's something that I, I think, especially in, in the world of, uh, like cancel culture, but I mean, <laughs> I, right. <laughs> I, I, I think there is a time and a place for that, but I, mm-hmm. I think that there's something to be said about, um, where we're at with, our our culture of being able to move on from past things and be able to address the pa- address the past through a healthy lens mm-hmm. um like i was watching the west wing uh earlier and i'm sorry listeners i know i constantly bring it up oh no it's I just totally fine. love it um <laughs> but uh essentially cj and um the first lady are getting in this uh, argument about um, something that this reporter brought up and okay. the first lady says something along the lines of, uh, CJ, it's our history. We're not going to hide it and put it down in a book, uh, put it down in a cellar or something. We have mm-hmm. to recognize our history, whether it's good or bad, et cetera, et cetera. And I think that that's just something that also goes hand in hand with the idea, this idea of like recovery. Right. And where, where me, I, I, I think that our society is in a moment of like trying to heal from certain things. Right. Uh, I think that we still feel a lot of, uh, uh, still feel a lot of aftermath of that kind of post nine 11 era. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's just something that's kind of inherent in our, in our generation. Yeah. Uh, of this interest of like, how do you, how do people rebuild after something that's like, right. been so demolished. In and that's something that's like, historically like Mm -hmm. rooted in my culture right personally because um i mean my people had to deal with you know like heartbreaks in terms of um i mean so many things you know the war and families being separated and that has like nothing to do with me like physically right but just kind of that like it's, spirit of right. and, um, and that's, recovering. that's recent i mean right it we, is we, it's funny how I, I think a lot of people lose perspective of how especially now with 
life being so like fast paced with technology advancing every minute. Yeah. Um, that we, I feel like we kind of put the past in a box and like, don't really like acknowledge how recent it really was and how mm-hmm. wounds are still kind of f- fresh from that. I mean, that right. mean that, and Korean, I mean, the we're still war in war. In, it's not yeah, even the past yeah, for it's, me. It's it, exactly, happening right like, now. Right. Exactly. Um, I mean, not that they're like active, but, right, right. um, it's and I something, was looking at it from an American perspective. Right. But, um, yes. It's something that I just, you know, like at this point, like I'm not worrying about it and like anxious about it all the time because right. I mean, I grew up with it and like nothing's really, really happening at the moment. Right. But it's just something that will always be in the back of my mind. And I always have this fear of like, I'm all the way over here and my mm-hmm. family's all the way over there. Right. And if something happens, then, you know, like what then? Right it's not like I can just fly back and like, they're going to be there. Right. That's a spooky um, feeling. So I used to be really paranoid about that, but right. I mean, I know that like everything will be fine. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully. Yeah. And um, there, there's something to be said that I think that, um, we have this kind of fear of, I, we, I've been bringing this up often on the past few episodes of like this fear of missing out, like almost yeah. uh, that's kind of, and like that, this overwhelming like anxiety that I feel like our generation kind of deals with. And I think that for me, especially trying to um, accept the fact that like you can't really control the future mm-hmm. and um, you can only, you know, prepare for yourself and like what you want to do. Right. And that's a scary thing to be able to, you know, take it by is. the reins and, and realize. Yeah. Yeah. What's, what was that? So, I mean, you were saying like that's been something that's been you you've been kind of right i just actually i remember this one time when i was in high school and i also think it's very interesting um every time something happens you know like in korea in terms of you know like kim jong-un and this whole you know war shenanigan um the cnn would you know say something and make a huge deal out of it but to right. us, it's really just not a big deal. It's what happens every single day. I mean, yeah. we see, we don't, they don't even put that on the news anymore because like that's, you know, like just yeah, it, how it yeah, was all yeah. the time. Yeah. Um, and like, there's nothing new about him being, you know, kind of insane. Yes. Um, yeah. <laughs> that's just, I mean, we, we, we've been new. Right. Right. So, um, and they're done that. Right. So whenever I would see that on the news, I'm like, I mean, like that's that it's no surprise like it, mm-hmm. i grew up with that um but anyways so i just remember this one time in high school there was like a threat i think i can't exactly remember what the event was but kim jong-un um basically you know like set something along the line of like you know nuclear bomb threat and said right. that he it was going to happen um the sunday of that week mm. and it was on CNN, I think. And I remember my headmaster basically gathered all the Koreans that were at my school, which was like literally like four of us. Uh-huh. And he all like he brought us to the, the chapel during we had this thing called study hall uh-huh. from seven to ten. No, eight to no, seven to nine. Um God, it feels like forever ago, but it really <laughs> no, wasn't. No, I, I can relate to that, yeah. Um from seven to nine, and that's where you basically get your work done. Right. And I just get this, like, my um, study old proctor comes over to me and he's like, you need to go to the chapel, like, immediately. I was like, oh, my God, am I in trouble? I'm, like, freaking out about it. Uh-huh. And then I go to the freaking chapel and my headmaster's sitting there 
he like gathers us around and then like starts praying and he's uh-huh. like let's like hold hands so we held hands and he starts saying that like everything's gonna be okay like uh-huh. um just know that like no matter what like god is on your side um uh-huh. it was just it was very nice but i just remember thinking well i was thinking about my family at the very moment uh-huh. but then um you know after that was done when and i went back to my room um i was just thinking about like it's just crazy how like when you don't live with it mm-hmm. and you're not a part of that experience like you don't really know what it's like right to me like this is gonna sound i mean it's gonna sound a little sad but it's just very like this mundane like it's very dull to mm-hmm. me like this um sense of like I don't know, like the idea of the whole like war thing right. and being, you know, like paranoid all the time. Like that's like not a thing anymore to me. Right. Um, and the fact that it was to, you know, my headmaster or I don't know, like CNN or right, Americans. Right, yeah. I, I don't know. Um, it was just I thought that was very interesting. Yeah. And um, it just kind of made me think about a lot of things yeah. um well here while we're uh, while we're winding down um what do you think if you could bring like one thing from uh south korean culture that you would want people to hear your friends your you know loved ones that you've gathered here in bloomington mm-hmm. that you'd want to share with them or let them know what would it be um um something physical like tangible or either or either tangible or uh, okay. metaphorical or or just a value i think this is okay um i'm gonna end it on a very like light-hearted note because Great. we've been talking about some yeah heavy, heavy things um i think i like the idea of um just neatness because i have ocd mm-hmm. i need things to be clean all the time um I'm extremely, you know, germaphobic. So, I mean, if you've, I, I don't, you probably haven't, but if you've ever been on a Korean subway, like it is just insanely like neat, organized, like everything is just, wow, must be it's, nice. it's very different <laughs> from, you know, like writing the a New York tr- subway like, or you know, Chicago. Yeah, like being sub- in yeah. New York or yeah. Chicago or um, even like Bloomington. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah I like or something. Yeah, it's it's very I mean, I grew up in a very like everything has to be clean and put into a right place type of ho- household. Uh-huh. That's how Asian parents are, if you, if you didn't know. Um so I don't know, I just I I like that idea of um I don't know where I'm going with this thought, but but no, like I, a, I think like you know what I'm saying. Yeah, like a sense of like uh I don't want to say like um like sense of everything being organized and Mm -hmm. being in place um i like that a lot because i i feel like sometimes i mean i personally when things are messy around me i kind of like start to like lose myself absolutely i absolutely i i know whenever like my room is in shambles or something i know my week is going to be oh yeah crazy like and i need to get things in order it just helps it reduces your own mind clutter you know and i also find cleaning very like therapeutic yeah i don't i don't know if anybody else does i am a danny tanner through and through hugs and cleaning (laughs) that's like my favorite stuff um well hey 
Thank you so much for coming on. Of course. I appreciate it. I mean, I know it's such a long walk right down the hall. I uh, know. Gosh. gosh. (laughs) Uh, But I really appreciate you being open about your experiences (laughs) and coming on and stuff. And I'd love to have you on again. Yeah. If you'd you'd ever be interested. Uh, But listeners, uh, thank you again, once again, for coming on or joining us on this wonderful journey. Uh, I hope you guys crack crack open a cold one and have a great day. So long.